New voice memo from Adrian. Okay, I'm reading this book by Bell Hooks called All About Love, and I just read this paragraph, and I had to send this to you. Uh, it says, How different things might be if rather than saying, I think I'm in love, we were saying, I've connected with someone in a way that makes me think I'm on the way to knowing love. Or, if instead of saying, I am in love, we said, I am loving, or I will love. Our patterns around romantic love are unlikely to change if we do not change our language. Like, my God, that's so good, right? Welcome to Open Heart Surgery, a podcast where two queer best friends delve into the nuances of relationships and get curious about how to become our most loving selves. Hey. Hey. I'm so excited to be recording with you today. Yes, always. So, for full disclosure to our listeners, we are here to talk about love languages and apology languages, and this was an episode we recorded a couple months ago. Yeah. Probably when do you think? It was a, it was like June. Early June. It was like early June, yeah. Yeah. So, it's now a couple months later, and yeah. I just edited this episode, the interview. Yes. And I've, how do I put this? I, I'm a little embarrassed and feeling a little silly by the first thing we talk about. <laughs> What's the first thing we talk about? I don't even remember. <laughs> so I start off this podcast not really by introducing our guests, not really talking about the topic. I started off with a personal anecdote yeah. about someone that I was dating at the time. And in hindsight, I'm a little embarrassed. And I'm not really sure why I have that shame because that's just something that I've been feeling a lot in this whole getting divorced, starting to date again process is shame. Yeah. Shame from getting divorced, shame from maybe making some mistakes as I'm learning how to date again, which is a skill that I hadn't flexed in so long. But I will say, y you pick it up again. You pick it up. You're crushing uh, it. I am. <laughs> and so it's, I, I almost wanted to edit the story out, but I didn't. Uh -huh. And people are going to listen to it and be like, what? It's just a thing you did. And yeah. I get that because that's what I would think about other people. But for me, it's hard for me to admit or talk about something I did that's embarrassing or in hindsight is a little out of character um, just because I feel shame around that. And especially because it was it's a story about someone I was seeing in the moment. We don't identify her or anything like that. But it's a story about someone I was seeing in the moment who I'm not seeing now. And it ended very strangely. And... I really wanted to cut it out, but I didn't. And I just kind of wanted to bring that up, that I feel a little silly about it. And yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I mean, I remember, I pretty clearly remember you bringing this up. And I remember the story, um, obviously, when it happens. And, like, I understand why you're saying you're feeling shame. Um, but, like, also, I don't feel any judgment towards you. Like, to me, yeah. like, to me, like, that was a personal anecdote that did 
demonstrate something we were talking about. So, yeah, like, my love language. My yeah. love language comes in clearly. <laughs> yeah, this is very obvious yeah. to me. I'm like, oh, no, that makes sense that you told that story because that was an example of your love language and it had just happened. Yeah. I do understand you feeling like a little silly about it because it was kind of a silly situation, but also like there's no shame in that. That was just you being you. And I'm nothing if not myself. Yeah. And like, you know, there are things we learn from. There are things that, you know, we just do that, I don't know, maybe sometimes we don't have to learn from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But I think like that relationship was something like you definitely learned from. Yeah, for sure. So It helped me get back in my group. Yeah, for sure. So hats off to her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I also, I bring up a mention of goop. In, in the episode and that's because the article about apology languages that I was reading from was from a Goop website Okay, and I don't know if that came across clearly or not but for the record months later I still like Goop <laughs> that, that relationship with the girl fizzled out my love for Goop didn't and my love for Gwyneth Paltrow didn't I hope she's listening <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, happy to. (laughs) Well, let's get into the episode. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Roll it. Never said that in my life. (laughs) Roll it. Roll it. So this is what I wanted to tell y'all on the pod because it's why I'm violently hungover. (laughs) I am unwell. And that's the only word that comes to mind is like, I I can barely sit in this chair right now. I'm like, (laughs) my eyes are twitching. So I've been going on some dates with this girl that I'm not going to say her name. Have I told y'all about that? No. Oh, well, here's a fun fact. Name and fun fact redacted. So last night... She was like, come over and I'll cook dinner for you. And I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. I get there and I bring a bottle of wine. Sure. Romantic. Very casual. Like very, I'm just like in comfy clothes. I bring a bottle of wine. So she's just getting started with cooking when I get there. And I'm just like kind of sitting at her kitchen counter talking to her while she's cooking. And I just keep drinking wine and keep drinking wine. <laughs> and she's drinking wine too, but... I don't think I realized how much wine I was drinking. <laughs> I don't even know. I Then we opened a box of wine. Oh, no. And that, there's no measuring that. No. <laughs> and it was delicious, both the bottle I brought and the box. And so I'm hammered, basically, <laughs> by the time dinner rolls around. And we talk so much, it's like a late dinner because we're just like chatting and... I don't know. So then after dinner, I make this woman (laughs) tell me for about an hour why she likes me. (laughs) In detail. (laughs) And I make her tell me why. I'm like, why do you not have red flags? Like, why do you like me? How are you going to treat me if we keep going on dates? I grill her. I woke up the next morning and I thought, Suze, why are you so focused on her red flags? You are the red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Suze, you are the separated divorcee red flag. Like, 
But I think I've, I mean, like, I'm really starting to like her and that's fun and weird. Yeah. And I really wish I could remember the reasons that she told me she liked me. She was a great (laughs) sport about it. Will we have another date? I hope. I don't know. But yeah, I love that's that you're why I'm so, so dedicated hungover. to the podcast that you were like, this is exactly what I need to be on brand for tomorrow's episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you haven't been holding this in for like two weeks. Your you're words like, of affirmation are I know. Just jumping out. I, know. Well, I was just thinking if that was you, Hannah's a journalist, so she has that app that records. I feel like you would have been like, sorry, I need to record Hold this. On, why? Start over. Is that like the Otter app? Yeah. I have it too. Why I didn't I record otter. it? Damn it. But then we just kept talking and talking, and then I think she was getting drunk. We both woke up hungover. Yeah. I was like, I I felt like I was dying today. Oh, no. I am full of, like, what's it called? Hangxiety. Anxiety mm-hmm. from drinking. Yeah. Um, I learned moderate while someone's cooking dinner for you. And I guess I was a little nervous and, like, mm-hmm. chatting with her. And also her neighbor stopped over and... We took a shot because the neighbor wanted to. <laughs> oh my goodness. What the fuck? I did not need that shot. How many know. dates has it been now? I think like, so it felt like we've been on one long time. <laughs> okay. It's Very gay. One. Yep. I know. I know. Again. So I guess probably like four dates. And it's weird because like, I, I was telling Adrian, I feel like, I feel like one of those weird Christian people who's like used to dating for marriage because I was married. (laughs) Now I'm like, okay, I'm just going to date and see what happens. That's so weird. Like, what's the point of that? Like, like, are we going to get married? <laughs> like, like, I, I, it's such and did a... you ask that question last night? <laughs> probably. She can't fuck, remember. I probably fucking did. Where are you driving a U-Haul? <laughs> probably. Like, um, I don't know. It's just like this. It feels so fun. And like, I'm remembering what it feels like to have a crush. And I'm just going with it. And I'm in my mind, I'm just like the last time I dated someone, I married them. Ooh. And that's so weird now. Because I'm like. Are you feeling the same way, Adrian? Because oh, yeah, you're dating too. Yeah, that's hundred percent the way. I feel it's too. it's like okay, so I'm I'm trying to remind myself like I can date because it's fun and right. it can teach me something about myself and about how to connect with people and how to learn from people and we're gonna get into the topic, but I just think this is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I totally feel the same way. I haven't dated for fun in a very long time, so like dating and fun are <laughs> antonyms. <laughs> Dating for fun. What is that? (laughs) All right. While I'm not prepared, I am prepared because I'm great under pressure. (laughs) That's just me bragging. (laughs) Because I'm affirming myself these days. Giving yourself some words of affirmation. Good work. So, we're here (laughs) with Hannah and Nicole. You might have gathered. Hannah and Nicole are amazing. They're engaged and getting married very soon. And I really love their love. And I love talking about relationship topics with them. Do you all just want to kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your relationship journey and how you ended up here? Sure. So I'm Nicole. I'm Hannah. We have been together for four and a half years. We met pretty soon after we both moved to Charlotte uh, individually. We met on what we call pretentious Tinder. Um, it's very embarrassing. <laughs> I love uh, it. It's What's like, pretentious Tinder? Um, it's it's the league. I don't know if we can say they're like the you sponsored, by, sponsored the by the league. Yeah. Our love sponsored, sponsored by, the by the league. You have to connect Lexa your LinkedIn Bro. to it. So it's oh, very okay. embarrassing. Yes. yes. 
It's There's a wait list. Suze was telling me about this. Yeah. yeah. We were both on it because we each had a friend who was stuck on the wait list. And if you recommend someone, you get bumped up the wait list. Oh, okay. So uh, we were on it against our wills. Yes. But it worked out. Um, yeah. yeah. And I-, I was the only person that you talked to on the league. Yeah, in person. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was so interesting, though, because I only wanted women to show up in my kind of potential matches. I don't, I think you had both, but um, we're all gender. I probably the league only had two <laughs> gender options back then, <laughs> but they only give you five matches per day. It's not like swiping through. So I would be on there and like once a day, you're supposed to get your matches and everything else I had, like all the, you know, like the age was pretty wide open, like mm-hmm. all the other options, but it would come through empty and it is so heterosexual of an app and so pretentious it would come through i would get no matches for that day and they would go swing in a miss <laughs> oh my oh, god yeah, try widening your preferences to get more matches and wow. i was like i'm a data scientist right so i was like the only match that's restricting is my gender like how wow. dare you i was like reporting them i was like <laughs> this is homophobic of course then when we finally did match because I'm four years younger than Nicole. So I came up and at the time she was 26, I was 22. Yeah. And we matched and she says she saw, oh my God, I just matched a 22 year old and immediately moved her age up. I was horrified. <laughs> <laughs> so I really snuck in under the yeah, wire there. Wow. Did. Yeah, you really did. I'm lucky there wasn't some other 22 year old swiping. <laughs> but yeah, it was happily ever after after that. Um, we went to Legion. We went to oh, brewery right. on Monday night because at the time I was working um, Tuesdays through sun- Saturdays. Yeah. Um, so Mondays was one of my weekend nights. Um, but everything is closed on a Monday. So Nicole <laughs> kept offering uh, different brewery options and I had to keep looking them up and be like, you know, that one is also closed. <laughs> yeah, we're texting like an hour before we're supposed to meet. And I was like, okay, meet you at this brewery. And I was on the way from somewhere. And so you were texting me back. I just looked and it's closed. And I was like, she's going to think I'm so unprepared, all this stuff. And so I think we went through like three options. We and you said, oh, Legion. Legion's open. And I was like, okay. It was so close to the time. I was like, do you just want me to pick you up? Because, you know, and then we can just get there on time. And I was thinking she's going to say no. No one wants to be picked up by a stranger with no <laughs> no escape route. Yeah. If the date goes bad and she just goes, sure. And I was like, what? I will say I did talk, take at least a shot of tequila before our date because <laughs> yeah. I hate dating. I'm so bad it's, at dating. I know. I get so nervous. So I did take a shot of tequila before our date. You, you've told me two shots. I don't know if it was one or two. <laughs> it was one very large shot. <laughs> And then we went to Legion and stayed there all night pretty yeah. much. Yep. Nicole just reached and held <laughs> Hannah's hand. Are you a physical touch person? <laughs> wow. 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 Oh I God. love it. I'm so called out. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We've both been called out. We have. Can we talk about the different types of love languages? Why don't you? <laughs> I can, though, from memory. I feel like we should test her. Yes. <laughs> all right. So because I was hungover all day, listeners, and unprepared, I'm going to tell you from memory the five love languages. So we've got words of affirmation, which we've already talked about. Of course, that's me. I'm huge into that. Well, really, I'm, I want all. My love languages are all. So words of affirmation, you want to hear affirming phrases. You might want to give them. You want to know you're on someone's mind and really top of mind and affirmed. We've also got physical touch, which we just saw <laughs> between these two. Good so. for podcasting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, 
I think a lot of times that comes across as sexual, but it's really, you know, any kind of intimate touch, sexual, non-sexual, just like closeness. You want to stroke your partner's hair or have your hair stroked or back scratches or handholds or sex. (laughs) (laughs) We've got quality time, another one that I'm huge at. Um, I love quality time. So you want undivided time with your partner, not looking at phones, not, you know, distracted. You want to really focus on each other. Gift giving is another one. That's pretty self-explanatory. Maybe you want diamonds. (laughs) Maybe you want a wildflower picked from outside. (laughs) So I think it can be, you know, all sorts of gifts. And then last but not least, acts of service. So doing nice things for each other, having nice things done for you. Like maybe someone puts up your laundry or washes the dishes or gives you a ride when you need it. Those are the main love languages. So I would love to talk a little bit first about which love language you each like to receive. Yeah, well, you called me out already. So (laughs) mine's always physical touch as the top one. I feel like, you know, we all have a little bit of like yeah but yeah for me it's physical touch and I like that you said because sometimes people are like oh that's the sex one and you're like okay yeah but also Mm -hmm. like you mentioned like a little handhold just a little like sometimes just sitting on the couch and kind of being next to each other um uh, just a, a nice hug like all that kind of stuff is like for me just we're really connected and that's how I feel love so that's for me the main one I was confused um, about mine for a while. (laughs) For the longest time, I really thought that mine was quality time. And I told everyone that mine was quality time, you know, when love languages come up as they as they do. And I was sure that was mine just because, you know, I love spending time with people. And then one day, like two years ago, probably I was, you know, for some reason, the topic of love languages came up. And I was looking at these again and Nicole walked in the room and I looked at her and I was like, oh, my gosh quality time is not my love language words of affirmation is and she just looked at me and she was like yeah I know (laughs) and I had absolutely no idea wow (laughs) she knew all along so it worked out (laughs) that's really interesting because I sometimes think that my love language is quality time but like I only want quality time if you're gonna affirm me during it you know like (laughs) that is the quality time Yeah. yeah So I really do think mine is words of affirmation. And it's interesting that you also have that love language because I rarely meet people who say that that's their love language. Do you encounter that as well? Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. I don't I don't see a lot of people who, who talk about that. I wonder why. Do people think it's like... We're just the neediest. Yeah, like I'm, I'm needy. I want to know you like me. Yeah. That goes for friends, partners, enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I need to know exactly how you feel. Yeah. I was talking to my mom about it one time. And I remember that's like her bottom one. She's like, whatever words of affirmation. And she said, I was like, you know why? Like, because I already knew Hannah's was that. (laughs) And she said it's kind of an action speak louder than words kind of Mm -hmm. reason. So I think for her, like words are cheap. So she valued them the least of the five. But I Mm. think other people, it's not that you're like, oh, just tell me what I want to hear. But it's more like. You need that affirmation. You need that reassurance verbally. Nice and to hear. Yeah. And it's like, tell me what's in your heart. Yeah. It comes up a lot. I always need words of affirmation. But like even, you know, in, in our house, I'm the one who cooks a lot. And, you know, if I bring Nicole her meal, she can be like, you know, really enjoying it. Really like, 
oh, this is good, but I, I need her to say, like, Hannah, this is a very delicious meal you cooked. <laughs> and if she doesn't say that by the end of the meal, I'll be like, hey, uh, was that was that tasty? <laughs> did you did you like that meal? And then she says, yes, that was a delicious meal. And I'm like, thank you. That's what I needed. <laughs> Sometimes it's so good. I'm just eating it. And right. So I haven't said anything. I'm just like, you know. And I can tell that you're like enjoying it. But I'm like, I would really like to, to hear that out loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't know that mine was words of affirmation. <laughs> I don't know how you didn't either. That's so interesting what you said, Nicole, about your mom saying words of affirmation or cheat because, like, I was cheated on in my marriage. And I remember, like, always wanting words of affirmation from them. I could kind of, like, pull it out of my ex. Like, I could mm-hmm. kind of, like, you know, it was, like, tugging. And I was, like, come on, just, like, be open with me. Share a little. Like, tell me what's on your mind and in your heart. And, like, when I found out that, like, the cheating had happened and it wasn't just physical it was emotional that was the hardest part to me and i remember thinking in that moment like oh my gosh i wanted these words of affirmation and i kind of got them but they were just lies and i thought in that moment i want to prioritize actions way more but oh i've fallen back into my old ways i'm like <laughs> i'm like tell, tell me tell me everything that you like about me at all times well i i think too with love languages like it's kind of all got to be there at some level like if there's yeah. just words but yeah not the action yeah. then like i know with nicole that i have the actions too and then sometimes i'm like well you know let's let's get the words also and i think you just need all of that yeah absolutely yeah and all we need is everything everything every single thing please <laughs> It sounds like you had to ask for those affirmations yeah. and almost you said drag them and you were Oh, yeah. Pulling. It was like pulling teeth. So sometimes mm-hmm. Hannah has to ask, you know, for di- her dinner example and like remind me. But, <laughs> you know, I do know that she needs that. And so I try to give it to you when I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, a little bit more openly and giving. And so yeah. I think that it's okay for you to still like having words of affirmation and have that be your love language when it's when it's real and when their words are actually affirming. Yeah. I don't think that's something to be like, oh, I'm back in my old ways. It's just mm. who you are. You're so right. Yeah. That makes me feel a lot better about it. I think that's a good point too, is that it's okay to ask for that. Because like if you have different languages and like obviously if you know what your partner's language is, like you should try to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. But also sometimes maybe you don't know what your partner needs in that moment. Yeah. And like, I think that's a sign of a really healthy open relationship to be like, hey, right now I could really use mm-hmm. these words of affirmation. Yeah. Or right now I could really use some physical touch or some quality time. So I think that's something too is like, it doesn't have to be this guessing game of are you doing it enough or like, or not. I think like that's, that's healthy if you can actually ask for it. Yeah. 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 I think that's important because like, I, I never feel bad when I need to ask you for something specifically. I'm just like, oh, she, she doesn't mind if I ask. It's oh, not that's the so healthy. Yeah. I like being reminded to yeah. me. Right. Yeah. Cause, and I can just easily cuddle to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a lot easier than like, you can't just like give me a look and I know that I need to say something. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm not a mind reader as much as I know you. Right. And you don't have to be. Yeah. Yeah, which is also like speaks to being able to receive that ask too, mm-hmm. and not be like, be like, oh my god, I just told you how much <laughs> yeah. I liked you. What right. do you want from me? That <laughs> was like, that was my previous relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, and I'm looking to change that. Yeah, yeah. Adrian, you're dating. Uh huh. Can you tell us a little bit about like what language you like to 
receive and give and what the person you're dating yeah so feels. we did have this conversation they actually asked me which was really Ooh. cool that's um, hot someone asking is. you your it love is. language it someone is. like yeah. and someone being able to like articulate theirs and know what they need mm -hmm. that is hot yeah no i loved it so quality time is actually mine okay um so yeah it's just very important to like spend time together and like intentional time if that's a big thing too not just like we're just hanging out watching tv which is like you know totally cool mm -hmm. so you know, some of the time that is quality time but sometimes mm -hmm. it's just like you're just hanging out so that's my quality time and then i'd say physical touches closely followed that so yeah <laughs> and there's this physical touch as well so oh cool oh and we both had that was another thing that i thought was really good and healthy in, in our conversation was they were like Quality time, what does that mean to you? Does that mean like it's just you and us or like hanging out with friends? Does that count? And so like it was a really good conversation. And same thing, they said it was physical touch. And I was like, okay, do you like PDA? You know, do you yeah. like holding hands when we're walking down the street and stuff like that? And they were like, yeah. So it was a really good conversation and like really good to be like, oh yeah, this is what you like. This is what I like and kind of be on the same page there. So you were talking about quality time. Do you think it can be with friends or is it with your partner only? Um, I definitely think it can be both. I think it's just that there is a good balance of that. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of what we, we, we actually had that conversation because they were kind of like, oh, I love doing big group hangouts and I love to invite everyone so they don't, so no one feels excluded, which is actually the way I totally feel a lot of times too. And I was like, yes, I totally love that. And I'm totally down with that being like part of our hangout time, but also I do just need some one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Because how are you going to get all those physical touches in? Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else y'all want to say about love languages? I'm sure we'll keep talking about them. I will say Nicole and I had to communicate about our love languages early on. Because I was very much not a physical touch person. And mm. Nicole very much was a physical touch person. Specifically PDA. Specifically PDA. And that was not you something. You like PDA? I don't. I never used to. Yeah. But I found myself trying to hold your hand or put my arm around you I was just like so, so stupid I, I was so excited to be dating you yeah. Aww. like I just couldn't help I didn't realize I was doing it yeah it was very cute but um but I was not comfortable with PDA at that time like I was just like you know a little handhold that's fine but like just like the constant touching was a little bit much for me and so we had to I remember we had to have a conversation before we went and hung out with my friends once and I was like do you think we could maybe like could we like tone the PDA down just a little bit? I was mortified. Um, <laughs> I was so scared to bring it up. I was so nervous, but you were very nice about it. I, it's really that I didn't realize I was doing it. <laughs> and when you said it, I was like, of course that makes sense. Like you don't want a PDA in front of your friends that I've met like twice. And mm -hmm. they're like kind of a rowdy group. And like they would have made fun of you probably. And like... <laughs> So I'm glad you said it because I didn't even realize it was making you uncomfortable. And then I think though now, like once we like tone that down, I feel like physical touch has risen in my love language is a lot more like we like reach out to like touch each other's hands or something about equal amount now. And, you know, if we're in public, half the time I'm the one making the uh, approach to PDAs. But I, it was good that we had that discussion really early on because that was not something that I was ready for then. And now I'm much more comfortable with it. And physical touch has definitely risen in my in my love languages mm -hmm. is the inverse of that nicole did you have to did you have to make any like conscious changes once you were kind of aware of what hannah's love language was for her words of affirmation mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so i think that's where 
Sometimes she'll remind me if she, you know, really needs reassurance. Because for me, it just passes me right by. Like if you're affirming me, okay, it's nice, but it's not like I crave that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've had to be a lot more aware of it. So I, it's kind of interesting because you say physical touch kind of increased up the ranks of your love languages. I don't feel the same for words of affirmation. I think they're kind of close to the bottom for me, but I try to be more aware of it, how I give love to you because I know that that's what you need. So it's more like an awareness, mm-hmm. but it's not like, oh yeah, now I'm like, oh yeah, I really like those words of affirmation. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I, can take I feel them like it has them. crept up for you though, for receiving, because there are times now where you're like, hey, uh, just a quick oh yeah, quick little <laughs> check-in. Uh, we're good, right? You're not mad at me. You, <laughs> you love me. And I'm like, yes, I love you very much. You, you know? taught me that. I know. I think I taught her that. <laughs> I that's true check-in. yeah so yeah so you, you do a check-in much more often than you did in the like i don't think you ever did that in the no. beginning until i was like sometimes you have to ask for words of affirmation and now you do ask <laughs> it's kind of nice because then you're, the person's like no i'm just hungry and you're like oh okay cool we're good <laughs> <laughs> nine times out of the ten if i don't seem happy that is the reason yeah yep. yeah absolutely i'm just hungry sometimes it's yeah. easier just to ask yeah. yeah. So I think sure. we definitely influenced each other's love languages. That's mm-hmm. true. When did y'all say I love you? Like two two months or three months after we started dating? I think it was like four four months. Really? Yeah, a couple of months. Yeah. Hannah was not trying to like find a partner and settle down when we started dating. <laughs> Oops. I told her I was playing the field, you know. <laughs> I wasn't ready for anything serious. Because you're 22. Yeah, yeah, I was 22. <laughs> 22. Yeah. yeah. So I just waited you out. You did. She just kept she just kept texting me, kept asking me out, and then I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm in love now." Oops. <laughs> Surprise. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she really did wait me out. I was like, "Man, she really is still texting, huh?" Okay, I guess we're we're in love officially. <laughs> And still texting now. You're yeah, four, sure four and a half years there later. Yeah. yeah, she waited me out. <laughs> okay, I have, I have like a question that might just be a throwaway question. I was introduced to love languages because I grew up very religious. And I believe like the quintessential book on love languages was written by, I actually know his name is Gary Chapman. I've read um, it. Lots of God. Yes. Lots of God. It's very Christian. Yeah. So, like, honestly, I was kind of surprised when I met people. And granted, we are in the South. So I know, like, yeah. like saying people who do who are not religious is, like, a very broad statement that probably does not take into account people's backgrounds. But, yeah. So, like, to me, I was very surprised when we started talking about love languages with people outside because uh, I went to church for a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. When I started talking to people outside of church and they knew about love languages, I was like, how do you know about love languages? That was like our thing. <laughs> and <laughs> so how did y'all, do y'all know how you know about love languages? I don't. I feel like it just kind of came up in conversation one one day, like in like high school or something. Yeah, like and how do you I find out about, about it? How do you find out about Myers-Briggs or like, right. yeah. I do think though that queer people... I guess just people in general just love thinking about like how things apply to them or like, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, there's this like, like Zodiac and things like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of think of love languages kind of in in that frame of like, here's a broad frame that can. So queer people have appropriated love languages. (laughs) Yes. Possibly. (laughs) You heard it here first. I think for for me, like I just, I like thinking about how our brains work and like how that fits into society. And I think queer people especially do a lot of good thinking about how they fit into society. 
and how they fit into groups and things like that. And I think that that sort of applies to love languages. I think that's how people appropriated (laughs) love languages. I love that point. And do you Mm -hmm. think that's because as a queer person, you're, you're just constantly trying to find your place? I think so. I think a little bit. Yeah. I think it's nice to be able to like, obviously, you know, we've identified a community for ourselves in being queer and being around other queer people. And I think that love languages, you know, Zodiac is another way to find those niche communities. So Christians, we have taken love languages. (laughs) Watch out. It's very queer. We have taken the rainbow. You can't have either of those anymore. We're giving you back Harry Potter. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> they never wanted Harry Potter. They never no. wanted. <laughs> yeah, they can have it now. That's why we're giving it to you. Oh my god, that's too good. That's literally too good. <laughs> All right, I want to talk to y'all now about apology languages. Okay, I don't know anything about those. Um, to be quite honest, me either. <laughs> I meant to look this up, but I have not. So. This podcast is also sponsored by Goop. We love, love Gwyneth Paltrow. We, no. I love her. No. Hey, don't put jade eggs in your vagina. Do not do that. Look, I'm not advocating a lot of what she comes out with. We love Goop ironically. I No, I honestly <laughs> love Goop. And I love Gwyneth Paltrow. I, I, I think, you, you know, I do not like, support I, you, Suze. I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's now this thing called apology languages. Can I speak about it for a second? Yes. <laughs> so I will want you to speak more officially about it, having Googled it. Um, <laughs> I mean, also having pulled up one article. <laughs> uh, when I first heard about apology languages, it was like a concept that was like eye-opening to me. I don't know that I've heard about apology languages. Okay, so, so like... Are they uh, also Christian? An eye-opening moment. I don't know that they're Christian. Honestly, okay, this is like a thing that's like... When you're like, I read this article the other day, which is what I do all the time. And when I read the article, I mean, I read a headline. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe a sentence or two. <laughs> Hannah, don't listen. She's a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I know I'm you sorry. only read the headline. <laughs> I love how forgiving you are. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. As you... Okay, for the listeners, I just want to (laughs) say... Nicole just affirmed Hannah while reaching out and touching her knee. I will say, as Nicole affirmed me, I did reach out and and give her a little touch first. And I didn't realize what we were doing until you (laughs) said it just now. I didn't know she was affirming me. (laughs) Yeah. But you didn't? No, I I felt nice and affirmed. And that's why I gave you a little pat. But I didn't realize that we were uh, engaging in love languages. (laughs) I was just like, oh, that's nice. It was subconscious. This is what took you so long to realize. Yeah. That words of affirmation. (laughs) No, you're very smart. Not very observant. You're smart and observant. Oh, thank you. Look at this affirming. Here we go. <laughs> so when I first heard about apology languages, it made a lot of sense to me because when it comes to apologies, I need a specific apology. If something has gone wrong, like if if like my partner's done something wrong, um, or like you know we've had an argument or something, I need my partner to be like, "Hey, I'm sorry about X," and I need them to say that okay. specifically. And like my partner did not that's not the way they were they did not need that mm-hmm. for them oftentimes it was like okay we're good you know like like the argument's over whatever's happened we've like made up okay we're good and it's just and it's like a move on but like for me i need you to tell me hey i'm sorry mm-hmm. and so that was like something like once i figured that out it was like oh like that's why it's been bothering me for years that like we'll have an argument and then i don't feel like there's a resolution 
Because I specifically need someone to say, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I specifically need that. But do you have something pulled up with what the apology <clears throat> language is? Yeah. Let me run us through the apology languages. All right. There's five apology languages. I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Expressing regret. What you're trying to say with this apology language is I feel bad that my behavior has hurt you or that my behavior has hurt our relationship. Often using the words, I'm sorry. And you want to tell someone what you're sorry for. So that's kind of like what you just said, yeah, Adrian. That's what mine is. Expressing regret specifically. Yeah. Oh, it says, and don't ever end with the word but. Yes. <laughs> that's yes, so, that true. so true. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it doesn't matter what. Yes. How Cancels you said it I'm out. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Two, accepting responsibility. Accepting responsibility for our behavior, often with words like, I was wrong. I should not have done that. I have no excuse for that. I take full responsibility. So some people need you to accept responsibility before you can really feel like you've been apologized to. Number three, making restitution. So you might say things like, how can I make this up to you? I know I've hurt you deeply. I regret that, but let me make it up to you. What can I do that would make this right between us? So that you really want to be sincerely focused on like how you're going to make it right. Number four, genuinely repenting. So expressing desire to change. I don't like what I did. I don't want to do it again. Can we talk? Can we put a plan together that will help me to stop doing this? Oh, that's how I apologize. I'm always like, what can we do? Requesting forgiveness. Will you forgive me? I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. So really just asking for forgiveness. Wow, way to put it on the person that you right. wronged. <laughs> I hope, will you forgive me? Yeah, that's not really an apology there. You gotta, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of this one. So like the words of affirmation is all like, how do you give it and how do you receive it? But I feel like the apology, it matters more how you receive the apology, mm-hmm. like your example, right. Adrian. Yeah. And like, Susanna, I feel like we both were thinking, oh, how do I give my apology? But then that one... I mean, maybe some people receive just they want to be asked for forgiveness, you know? Cause yeah. Because we're, we're like, that does not count for us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think this one's a lot. It's not as like two-sided as the words of affirmation. Yeah. It's like, okay, really what matters is when you're the person who's receiving the apology. Yeah. Still, I think it's a weird one, but someone out there, one of your listeners. I know. Sorry I judged you. <laughs> <laughs> They so just want to be asked for their forgiveness. So hungover. Don't blame her. I know. Well, hey, She's listener, sorry. will you forgive me? <laughs> Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? <laughs> yeah. How do y'all think that you approach apology languages? And maybe I can run through them one more time. So we've got expressing regret, accepting responsibility, making restitution, genuinely repenting, and requesting forgiveness. I feel like maybe I'm similar to you, Adrian. I feel like I I need to like talk it out and I need to like hear this is what happened mm-hmm. and I am sorry for that, I guess. Yeah, I think it's it's they all sound kind of the same to me. So they do, yeah, yeah, they really do. I'm having a hard time separating them. Yeah. But yeah, we will talk it out and sit there and just talk through everything. And I feel like I'm always the person that's like, how can we fix this? When I'm Me too. The flip side again, like, oh, if I'm apologizing, like, oh, okay, what can I do? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. We can do this. And then I think we saw a tweet or something one time that was like, okay, or more, maybe less of an apology, more if you're upset, but I think it still applies of like, 
okay, are you in the feeling stage or are you ready to be productive about yeah. this? <laughs> and I feel like a lot of times I jump to productive and like we need to sometimes take a step back and be like, let's process and talk it out. I think we're pretty similar. Do you think you're quick to apologize or does it take you a while? No, pretty quick. Yeah, I would say very quick. Yeah, that's a green flag. <laughs> quick to apologize. Mm. I think we're both quick to like also like take responsibility too. Yeah. And I think a lot of times there's shared responsibility. Yeah. And I think we're good at that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times if we have a conflict, it's, well, I should have done this better. I could have done this. And then you'll say, no, I should have done this. And so a lot <laughs> of times it's, that's pretty <laughs> gay. a lot to be honest. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But if, yeah, it's sometimes, that's why I say the word conflict instead of fight. Sometimes it's, yeah. you know, something has happened and we have to talk through it. Yeah. But we both usually. Like the PDA. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But I do think we maybe have different, maybe this isn't apology languages. Because we, ha- we have different, I guess, conflict languages sometimes. Okay. Because I like to talk everything out. And sometimes you just feel it in your head. Yeah. That's so similar to your love languages, yeah. too. Yeah, like, like, no, 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 we're going to, we need to talk about this. And yeah. then we get it all out and done with. And then we're like, okay, next, next thing. Yeah. <laughs> that might be something I'm learning from you, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I say one thing about love languages that I just yes. thought about? I feel like when people talk about love languages, gift giving is kind of always the like, ugh, you know, you're so shallow if gift giving is yours. And I think Nicole's family is really big on Cersei's. Um, just like, have you heard of Cersei's? No. It's just like little gifts. Um, it's like a very not- Southern thing. Yeah, Cersei, oh, okay. it's a very like Southern word, but it's just like, it's those little gifts that aren't for an occasion that like, oh, I was just out and I thought of you. I didn't and know I this got was this. a word. How yeah. do you spell it? Um, S-I-R-S-E-E, but there's different ways. There's actually like a bunch of different spellings. Oh my God. Yeah, I, it comes I love from, Cersei's. It comes from the word even- surprise. Okay, okay. Maybe S- the word I'm going to write it down. S-I-R-S-E-E. And I really, I love that with your family. And I think that I've really taken that as part of my love language. Yeah. Now. Like my top are, my top is still words of affirmation. But whenever I'm out, like I love finding like a little Cersei to, to bring home to Nicole. It's so cute. I, yeah, I feel like gift giving has gotten such a bad rap because people think it's shallow. But I feel like the thing that I like about those is it's not like, here's something material. Yeah. It's more of like, this is a representation that I was thinking of you or that like, I know you well and I know that you would like this. Right. Um, so I really like that. And I like that your family is very big on that. I love that idea. Yeah, I, love I didn't know there was a word for that. I didn't know that either. It's such a cute word. Too. I just put it on my note on my phone of things I love. Oh. I'm, I'm starting the, I'm starting and writing a list of just things I love because I'm trying to develop my sense of self. Um, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I added Cersei's. Um, okay. So we're ending each podcast with this thing we're calling speed dating. So it's a lightning round. Very quick. I'm going to ask you each the same three questions. So I'm going to start with you, Nicole. Okay. Less thinking or saying. I'm already stressed. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> How would you describe love in five words or less? Unconditional trust. Two words. That's all I mean. Mm. <laughs> wow. Nailed this. That one. just <laughs> warmed my heart. That just like. 
okay. And we're done now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and Hannah, no pressure, but how would you describe love in five words or less? Um, I was going to say like comfortable home. Mm. Um, two words. That's it. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. You both nailed it. We only know two words. We have our vows now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Our vows are going to be two words. (laughs) Um, Okay. What, Nicole, what is a lesson about love or relationships that you wish you could tell your younger self? Like a short, short little lesson. Well, okay. I'll try and keep it short, but I was in the closet for a long time until Mm -hmm. I was 26. So I think what I would tell myself is that where you find love can surprise you Mm -hmm. and just to be open to it when it appears. Y'all are crushing it. Oh Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think I feel love in this room. I feel God in this (laughs) chili. Oh no, cut it. (laughs) Okay. And Hannah. Um, So the first thing that I can think about, it's not as cute as Nicole's. Um, But this is something that comes from my grandma. She always told everyone in the family, she told my mom this at first, I think, um, when she was talking about getting married to my dad. And she said that what she learned about love is that you shouldn't shouldn't do anything until you can't stand not to do it. So you'll know you're ready to get married when you can't stand not to be married. Oh my gosh, wow. Mm -hmm. And that's something that like, you know, then my parents told me and I use that just in every, you know, instance of our relationship together. You know, we we didn't move in together until I couldn't stand not to be there. Uh, You know, I moved in a couple of months before that probably because I couldn't stand not to be apart. But then we officially moved in together. That's true. Um, And then we got engaged when we couldn't stand not to be engaged to each other. Oh my gosh, that's great. And I think that that's a really good way to to you know go through that journey together mm-hmm. last question nicole what's your favorite love song and or your favorite romantic comedy well mm-hmm. actually and no I, i'm really bad at thinking of song names you can really? sing it no, just I kidding can't. <laughs> so bad at it well i'll try and think of one romantic comedies i love them I will say my favorite one right now is Crazy Rich Asians. Mmm, great. Yes. So sweet. Yeah. I love it. A love song, you know what it is? Kiss Me. Is that it? Six Times None the Rich. Oh, yeah. Love that song. I am a huge Six Times None the Rich. That was on my iPod mini all the time in high school. Wow. Sponsored by iPod mini. Oh, great answers. And you, Hannah? My favorite love songs are probably You Are the Best Thing by mm. Ray LaMontagne. Great um, song. Or from Crazy Rich Asians. From Crazy Rich, <laughs> the Crazy Rich Asians version of um, Only Fools Russian. Mm, yeah. Um, I haven't heard it, but we're going to make a playlist oh, of all the songs that people tell us. It's so good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then probably my favorite rom-com right now is also Crazy Rich Asians. And yeah. stole mine. Yeah, I did. It's your favorite movie ever. But then the first time that we watched it together, I cried for like an hour afterwards. <laughs> it was just like so moving and so emotional. That's I true. cry every time during the wedding scene. I love that. Well, thank you all. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, we ended, so we were recording with another couple yesterday. And when we ended, Adrian said, thank you for having us. <laughs> So I want to say thank you for having us. Thank you for being on our podcast. Thank you for being with us. Thank you so much for listening. Follow along on our socials at Open Heart Surgery Pod on Instagram. 
Open Heart Pod on Twitter, and Open Heart Surgery Podcast on Facebook. This podcast is produced by Adrian and Susanna with music by Space Baby and logo design by Emma. This is a Lost Frequency audio production. (laughs) I kind of like it. There's something I have a sudden compulsion to say. Okay, just say it. I really, really, really want to sick a sick. Ah. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you got that out. <sighs>